theme for 2017 is Jesus invitation to follow me. And uh, those two simple words can transform the lives of any person who says yes. This is the final sermon in the series we've called Follow. It's two partners, one in January and one just uh, uh, in April. Uh, if you've missed any of the previous messages or you don't remember them, first of all, do not feel bad if you don't remember them. I remember them because I had them in my notes. And in my computer, I can go remind myself. But Quite honest, I did this with the pastors once. I asked them what they preached. It was Tuesday. What do you think on Sunday? And, uh, on my feet. I was a Western church. I said, Wait, I'll tell you. Don't feel like that. You know, feel that. But if you don't remember, or you want to share them with someone else, the messages and the notes are available on basicwestern.org. There's a Jesus is the food. And 
Dr. James John, a professional screenwriter, gentlemen, are in the boat, freaking out. And they were always beating up. And they said, Do you know we're going to die? Jesus stands up and he walks. And after the disciples, he woke him up into the storm. And he stopped. And then he looked at him and he goes, Well, why don't you have any faith? Why is your faith so little? And he said, You were going to die. The storm was taking the boat. Don't you understand? Did you understand the boat and storm and ground? But why were you afraid? Where was your faith? He's calling us to develop a faith that overwhelms our faith. And Jesus followers, we found that there is a direct code to Jesus followers. My first thought is that it's scary to me because Jesus lived before buttons and belts and zippers. Well, not buttons, buttons and zippers. But it's okay because the dress code is love. You wear love like Jesus. Jesus' love is what we put in justice. Following Jesus will eventually cost you something. Not following Jesus, by the way, will cost you everything. When you follow Jesus, you will end up wanting what he wants more than you want what he wants. This morning we're going to talk about a temptation that every Jesus follower faces, and at least in many of us, I would guess that most of us face it multiple times. The temptation to unfollow Jesus. Jesus' original face-to-face disciples, his followers, had to deal with this temptation. We're going to be in John chapter six this morning. At the beginning of John chapter 6, Jesus feeds 5,000 people with a little boy's fat arm. And all of a sudden they're going, let's make him king. Let's grow up to the Roman Empire and all those soldiers. Let's make this guy king because who's better to be king than a guy who needs to see food out of a fish minute? I mean, we don't have to work for him. We don't have to plow. We don't have to feed him. We don't even have to cook it. He says the bread is some of the guys who are allowed to do it. Wow, that's the guy that ought to be king. Little mental cycle. Those are the people we like to let happen to. People we think will give us free food for nothing. They wanted a king who would make free food out of his name. And Jesus sent the twelve the twelve closest disciples, his apostles, away in a boat to go to the other side to Capernaum, which is their hometown. And uh, he went up into the hills to pray. The crowds dispersed, kind of, you know, this guy who wanted to make a king to disappear before he got to that. Um, he goes into hiding. And in the middle of the night, a city Two-thirds of the way across the lake, Jesus walks on the water and comes out to them. And they were justifiably freaked out. And uh, they arrived in Capernaum. And, uh, you 
much further than we started. Some have had to somehow through some of the 5,000, and I don't think the whole group of 5,000 got them, although they all truly wanted to. Uh, they received their own Jesus, they found him, and they in a synagogue, and they said, Oh, Rabbi, what did you get there? And he looked at it and goes, Thank you. 
my flesh than his by blood. On hearing that many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Teaching is special. It's hard. It's difficult. It's strange. But that's a nice thing. What they really were saying is defensive. It's unbearable. How can this guy accept God? Who can expected to Who can be expected to hear this, to understand it, or 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 to do it? Who can ever obey this? Who can ever put this into practice? And so Jesus, because this is what comes to your mind, aware that his disciples, his, his crowd of followers, were grumbling about this, said to them, Is this the country? Now, I don't know the tone of voice. I really don't. I think that it gets quite like that. That's one of the things about reading. You don't know exactly what the tone of voice says. But he knew. Because he was a good observer of people, for one thing, and then the Holy Spirit often reveals to him what people were thinking. And so he knows here was thinking exactly what kind of conversations are going on in these little groups settled around the synagogue that didn't know why. He knows they're complaining and protesting and grumbling about it. And it's so interesting, is this a bumming block? Is this bothering From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Many of these people in this crowd literally says many of his disciples went back to what lay behind. Whatever they had left before in following Jesus, they went back to Whatever that part of their old life, and for the last 2,000 years, Jesus' followers have also dealt with this temptation. If you haven't, you will. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And there are three times, the three things that open the door to this kind of temptation that lure to unfollow Jesus in business. Go back. The first one is transition. Every time we go through a transition, whether it's from middle school to high school, or high school to college, or into our first job, or when we get a new job and we have to move, or, or we get married, or we have children, or grandchildren, or children become teenagers, my eyes are like a different grandchildren. Are the rewards you get for not killing your kids when they were teenagers? I was just reminded of that. Nothing in particular came to mind, but somebody said it, I guess. They just kind of said, 
transitions. There are times when we go through these transitions, and it's something to think, well, Jesus was good for them and for us. But he just doesn't seem to fit here
follow him, and they get beat for us in a park for a moment, we get a year to live for a year.
church trusts him and believes in him more than they believe in trusting God. We've all been doing the same thing. I mean, we like to be nice to throw stones at the, the first one, but we, we've been some long line of people who essentially have not trusted God.
And I go, well, this is my best jacket. And if you don't like it, I don't blame you. I'm not the cheapest model in the whole shop, but it's the best I've got. Transition, temptation, and trouble always create questions. Problem is worse than forgiveness. It's really bad when we think that if I don't have an answer now, there must not be it. Soon to be liberated and brought to the Holy Land. Never mind. But what brought me here wasn't pleasant. Finally, I had moved there with our two girls, oldest girls. Thank you. 